real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I was in the shop earlier on in JC's. I, did, I went to do my weekly shopping as I do every single Thursday. So I, I wasn't panic buying. I was buying the stuff that I normally always buy. And my God, oh my God, what I witnessed. I, I haven't seen anything like it. It wasn't even, I can't even describe it. It wasn't even like Christmas Eve. I took a few photographs uh, and I put them up there on Twitter as well. And I have to say, quite shocking. You know what? The way people behaved. I mean, it was like the world was going to end. I'm going to come to that in a second. And, you know, I I know I don't want to over talk about, you know, COVID-19 and the coronavirus. And we've done a little bit of kind of, I suppose, research and focus groups. And we've talked to people about what we should and shouldn't talk about on the radio. And the news of, you know, the coronavirus has consumed the nation. And... For that reason, obviously, we want to give you what you want, which is updates, information. Today, we had a couple of experts on. We had a a psychiatrist on telling us how to deal with it with children, how to talk to your children about it. We had Paul Murphy on talking about price fixing because it seems that a lot of the shops, including some of the pharmacies, are willing to rip people off, which I think is disgusting. Um, I've just looked at a, an email I got there from a regular listener who sent us a picture of um, hand sanitizers, little small bottles, uh, <clears throat> in one of the centres for six euro each. You can buy them online for one fifty. They were only about a euro or one fifty before, and all of a sudden they're six euro. I don't believe in capitalising unless, of course, the centre happened to buy them at a very high price, which I don't know if they did or not, or maybe they're just taking advantage of the situation. And I don't agree with any shop. Um, <clears throat> There was also mention of some of the pharmacies selling, um, you know, face masks. Not that they're much good to you unless you have it. You don't want to spread it to other people. For extortionate prices, €150 for a pack of face masks. I mean, that's ridiculous. I don't care how many's in it. It's just ridiculous. Um, Some of the prices they are charging for some of the stuff like hand sanitizers, antibacterial sprays. um, It's just gone crazy. Uh, A lot of the supermarkets have put their prices up. People don't notice this, but they, you know, small little increases in the prices because they're doing well out of this. Don't be surprised that, you know, if you if you see their profits up at the end of the year, they're the only ones who will do well out of it. The rest of us, by the way, will all suffer in our jobs because a lot of us, sadly, will lose our jobs because of this coronavirus. But um, I, I agree with Paul Murphy on very few things, but that's one thing I will agree with him on, that we do need price fixing. And we need, the government needs to step in and say, you can't do this. And if you're caught doing it, you know, and you can't prove that you paid a large amount of money for it in the first place to sell it, you know, your 33% markup and make that extra money. If you can't prove that you paid, you know, a high price for it in the first place, well then, you know, you should be charged um, with extortion because that's what it is. It's extortion. And they're taking advantage. There are elderly people, for example, out there who can't afford those prices. But as you know, or you may not know at this stage, 27 new cases of COVID-19 have been confirmed in Ireland according to the Department of Health. Um, And we can expect probably over the next, certainly the next week or so, let's see how the steps that were taken, actually if they make any impact, but we can expect those numbers to double probably every day. The majority of cases, 22, are associated with local transmission. Uh, Two of the cases were due to community transmission and three were associated with travel. There are now 70 total confirmed cases in the Republic of Ireland, 90 in total on the island of Ireland. And that was something I put on Twitter earlier on as well, which I think um, 
<clears throat> we need to look at. Um, Ireland, whether you want to break it up into two, in the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, it is an island. Geographically, it's an island. We all need to do the same thing. Like, there's no point in us, you know, stopping mass gatherings, closing schools, closing colleges, and taking, you know, good proactive steps to stop the virus when 100 miles up the road, without any border, there are people who are going about their lives as normal with no steps and no regulations. That makes no sense. They need to ignore Boris Johnson and bring in their own local regulations and follow the rules of Ireland. I spoke to somebody today from Northern Ireland and many people in Northern Ireland are now taking their children out of school and they're following the Southern lead. And I think that's the right thing to do Um, because um, what's the point in us doing something if they're not doing it? They are a percentage of our overall population on this island, whether they like it or not. So the one thing I want to talk about was stockpiling and this panic buying. I mean, do you think it's selfish of people to be panic buying and stockpiling food? I think it is. As you know, uh, the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar said the country, schools, colleges, childcare facilities are to close in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. And it is a pandemic officially now. And we have, we've covered this extensively today, so we're not going to go into that too much. But speaking in Washington, Mr. Bragger said all indoor gatherings of more than 100 people and outdoor events involving more than 500 should be cancelled. Uh, homeworking is encouraged and socialising should be limited. That's the official advice. Now, they can't bring in a law. They can't turn around and stop you from socialising by law. But what they can do is they can advise you to do it. And if you're a good citizen and behave yourself, you should do that. It adds that break times in the workplaces must be staggered or should be staggered, to, if possible, to reduce the infection spread and meetings should be held remotely. Government plans aim to ensure the food supply chain remains uninterrupted and shops will stay open. And of course, as we've seen in Italy, where the worst case of lockdown has happened, the food stores are still open, the pharmacy is still open and there's no shortage of food. Restaurants, cafes and other businesses can continue trading but should look at ways to implement public health advice recommending social distancing. And actually, I saw a great example of that last night. I went out for dinner last night in the restaurant I was in. They uh, normally would have, I don't know, 60 tables, let's say. They only had 30. Uh, the, the rest of the tables were stacked over in the corner and they left a bit of distance between people, which I thought was a great idea. And Mr. Radka said, we have not witnessed a pandemic of this nature in living memory and the country is in uncharted territory. And this is true. And he's not meaning to panic people, but that is a fact. Ireland has recorded its first death, of course, second death, actually, at this stage, of the, I think, of COVID-19 this week, involving an elderly woman in the east of the country. By last night, there were 43 confirmed cases. Around 80% of the cases of COVID-19 will be a mild to moderate illness. Close to 14% have severe disease and around 6% will be critical. Um, and sadly, about 2% of them will die. Generally, you need to be 15 minutes or more uh, in the vicinity of an infected person within 1.2 metres to be considered at risk or in what they call close contact. Cultural institutions like museums and tourist sites will all be closed in an effort to limit the spread. Uh, arrangements are being made to ensure everyone entering Ireland through ports and airports is fully informed and self-isolates if they develop any symptoms. And the Minister for Health, Simon Harris, confirmed the country has entered the delay phase of its response to the virus. That means the infection is being transmitted between members of the community rather than limited to those who have been with somebody from Italy, for example, or blighted regions or their close contacts. The measures aim to reduce the peak impact of the virus. So what they're trying to do, people are saying... 
Ah, there's no point. They're not going to stop it. You're right. They're not going to stop it. I don't know. Nobody's trying to because they can stop it. It's now in, God knows, 130 or 150 countries around the world. I don't know what it is at this stage. It just grows every day. So it, you're not going to stop it. It's a pandemic. That's what pandemic means. So until we come up with a cure or some sort of medication for the symptoms or a vaccine to stop it replicating and continuing on for the next 20 or 30 years, until we do that, the best thing we can possibly do is try and slow it down until we come up with those measures. And the only way to slow it down is by stopping the spread. And in other words, stopping people transmitting it to each other. That's all we can do is slow it down. Because rather than, say, having in the first week 900 cases, we only had 41. And that was because we took certain steps. So we basically slowed down the rise. So we're leveling it out. There will still be an increase in cases every single day, but at a level, hopefully, at a level rate so the hospital services and the HSE can deal with it. Because if it rises too quickly and we don't do anything, what happens is what happened in Italy. And without before long, our already stretched health service will be on its knees. And then, I, God, I'm terrified what would happen at that stage. Because at that stage then, if we have too many people with it at the same time, sadly only the strong will survive. And that's a daunting thought, isn't it, really? Let me be clear. It's completely unnecessary to stockpile food. I want to get back to it again. And the government plans to aim and ensure that food supply chains remain uninterrupted and the shops stay open, but some people are reading bogus stories on social media and are now stockpiling food. So do you think it is selfish? Because I think it's selfish to stockpile food. Or can you understand why people are doing it? Have you gone to the shop today and panic buying? I mean, I went to the shop today, but I wasn't panic buying. I just went to the shop because I happen to go every single Thursday. That's what I do every Thursday. Between shifts, I go and do the grocery shopping every single Thursday. I've done it for the last three years. So the question is, is it selfish? I want to get your thoughts. I mean, we've heard reports that one shop was actually forced to call the guards because of the crowds. And people were actually fighting, fighting over toilet paper. I want to know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. I want you to WhatsApp or text and let me know what you think. And the question I'm asking you is, is it selfish of people to panic buy and stockpile? Is that selfish? I think it is. Let me know what you think. Uh, Stephen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Stephen? Hi, Niall. Good evening. And yes, I absolutely agree with you. I think it is selfish. It's nonsensical. Um, but maybe we should be looking at other measures I, I'm not sure if you noticed um, what a particular website in Italy has done to keep its uh, population entertained this, uh, for, for this month. No, wait, wait, say it again. Say it, what, what website? Pornhub. Oh, Pornhub, yes. They, they have granted premier access for free for the month uh, in Italy, which is very kind to them. Right, so that's basically to keep people at home. Presumably, might, there might be panic buying of hand sanitizer in Italy now because of that. But anyway, yeah, well, yeah, well, I, I, I think that's quite a clever marketing move, isn't it? Because they know people are going to be home, bored out of their heads, and the devil will make a work for idle hands. So I think, I, I think that's quite a <laughs> clever marketing move by Pornhub. Yes, it kind of reminds me of something Ryanair would do. Uh, they'd never let a good crisis go go, go unused. Yes, yeah. But, and I, uh, I, to be honest with you, I think that's genius, actually. To be honest with you, but in saying that, and and people will take up the premier member. Membership, uh, which is normally whatever it is per month, and then of course when it run, when the freebie runs out, of course then you'll start getting charged. 
I've no idea how much it is per month. I thought you were going to tell me ah, that. Ah, pretend you don't know, Stephen. <laughs> Go on out of that. But uh, anyway, back to reality. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think this is, is nonsensical. It's also very selfish. I mean, I think, I mean, I have parents in their 80s and a lot of other pensioners uh, would have two things. One, uh, most of them would just be on a fixed income so they don't actually have the financial resources. And also probably the, the physical strength or capability of bringing large quantities of stuff home. Um, I can understand people, and listen, if you want to get an extra can of baked beans or whatever, yeah, I wouldn't have a big problem with that. But if you're buying them like in, in like 24 packs of them, you're buying all the loo roll, you're buying all the bread. You're, I, there was like, a woman came out of JC's can. today, and she had like, I'd say about seven packs of toilet rolls. She had about, I'd say, and I'm looking at her, I was looking at her trolley, I was being really nosy, but she had about, I'd say about 15 bottles of pasta sauce, you know, the red pasta sauce. And then she had the, you know, the, the dried pasta and, uh, and, and I, what else? Oh yeah, she had uh, a tray of Heineken, which got a typical Irish alcohol secure for everything. So, and she was pushing all this out and I'm going, why, I'm thinking, why are you buying all this? Like, it's, this is not a stomach bug, you know, that makes you go to the jacks every 20 minutes. I don't know what the obsession with toilet roll is. Somebody explained to me today that the obsession with toilet roll comes from Australia. And the reason is that most of the toilet roll that comes into Australia is made in China. And because the Australians got into a bit of a panic when there was no exports coming out of China and the market went so low, they said, we better panic buy on the toilet roll. And that, of course, came over here. But, of course, we don't buy our toilet roll from China. So we get most of it from Ireland and the UK. So there's no reason for people to panic boy toilet roll in this country. You've answered a question. I was wondering about the toilet roll myself because this has nothing to do with diarrhoea. No, Uh, no, I think it comes (laughs) from the fact that it's exported from China in Australia. That's where they started this panic buying. So on a serious point is, yes, people are scared. and And sometimes when people are scared or worried, they do things that isn't necessarily logical. But, I mean, all the supermarkets, uh, the wholesalers like Musgraves, everyone's come out and said there is no problem. I mean, the, the deliveries will happen. But just think, I would urge people, if, if you are considering going out to shops and buying a lot of stuff, just think your neighbours and the elderly who don't have the ability to do this. And they are the very people who, if, if they do um, contract this, are the ones who are going to suffer. I mean, the mortality rates for those over 75 are in double figures. It's frightening. And these are the very people we need to protect. Or if you're buying extra food, buy it and give it to your elderly neighbours. Well, don't keep it yourself. Yeah, and I'm, I, I mean, the news is just constant coming in, you know, and people are very concerned. I can understand why people are concerned. But it's not like they're going to be housebound. And we're all going to be, you know, there's going to be some police or military walking around the road with shotguns, making, shooting us all, that we're all going to be housebound. And there's going to be some sort of, uh, I don't know, military coup or something. I, I, people have the, the worst case scenario in their head. Possibly, maybe because we've all watched too, ma- too many end-of-the-world movies or whatever. But mm. I mean, I noticed this evening, both France and Israel have come out, and they're also shutting down the schools and the universities. And it's understandable, as you were talking earlier about, this is to try and minimise the, the peak or the increase that yeah. we have. So it's, as it's say, not going to stop it by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. People are going to get ill, but most people are going to get ill uh, are going to get like flu-like symptoms or even less. You don't are you worried about it, by the way? Are you worried about it personally? Um, no, I'd be more worried for my wife because she tends to suffer quite badly from chest infections if the flu goes around. Right. Um, so we're taking measures. I mean, I'm, I'm 50 years of age. I'm relatively healthy. Um, I'd be more worried about my two parents. They're in their 80s. No, but um, that is a concern for most people, their elderly parents. Yeah. And, I mean, two minds. I mean, do I go out and shop and bring stuff back to them? But, but by me doing that, am I possibly 
bringing the bug back with me or do I let them go and shop What, I, what I thought was a really concerning know. story was the Daily Mail last night ran a story uh, about what's going on in Italy at the moment. And as you know, they do have the best health service in the world, but it's on its knees at the moment. And, and I can understand why, because so many people are dying and so many people are sick. Uh, thousands at this stage. And um, one of the, the disturbing stories I saw was this the way they're operating this triage um, in the hospitals, whereby doctors have been given instructions, because obviously they have a limited number of doctors, limited number of beds, and they're basically saying, only treat those you think might survive. And, and well, I, th- I, 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 now I understand they did this during World War Two. It's called triage, and that's where the yeah. word triage comes from. Um, you know that. In other words, there's Johnny over there. He's 37. He's got it, and he's got a few respiratory problems. We've only got one doctor, one bed. There's Mary over there. She's 86. She's probably not going to make it. So look, treat Johnny, and poor Mary is left to die. And I, I think that's a horrible, horrible thing to happen. To you know uh, that if we've come to that as a society, I think that's just disturbing. It is. I mean, they're talking about possibly going to have to make very hard decisions. And that's basically code for what you just described. But that's the importance of us shutting down and reducing our contact with people so that, um, it, as I say, flattens the curve. I mean, as you know, I work in the IT business. And today I've been inundated with calls from my customers who are trying to set up remote work for their employees. And we're flat out doing as much as we can. And for most cases, we can do that. But obviously, if you're a delivery driver or you're a nurse or a doctor, or a radio you can't DJ. work from home or a radio presenter like yourself. Yes, you have to keep... Well, I mean, the music, guys, the, the music guys can do their shows at home. Now, it's not as easy as people might think it is. I know we do outside broadcasts on a regular basis, but that takes quite a lot of work. But the music guys can do their shifts from at home if needs be. Uh, not every one of them, but certainly we couldn't do the talk show because we'd need phone lines, all this kind of stuff. So it would be very complicated. And what's going to happen to the famous Late Late Show tomorrow with the audience? Will they have to reduce the audience, have them all sitting two metres apart? No, the audience, there is no audience for the Late Late Show. Oh, is it not? Okay. No, RTE have made a statement to say that there will be no live audiences until further notice for any of the shows on RTE. That makes sense. I mean, that, that, that's a good measure. Uh, and if we all do this and cooperate, hopefully we, we won't get to the peak that, that Italy has suffered. I mean, Italy, what's happened is terrible, but we should learn from it. I think all the other countries are. Um, I mean, I do still think it's crazy in the UK they're allowing football matches and particularly Cheltenham to have happened. I, that picture, I put it up on Twitter earlier on, that picture that's gone around on the internet of Cheltenham and it's just a sea of people. There's probably yes, 70, 70, 70 can. Yeah, One person in 10,000 has them sneezes or whatever. The whole lot of them are going to be infected. I mean, I mean it's, it's incredibly been... so irresponsible. But, it's, yeah, but, I mean, but see, money talks, Stephen. Cheltenham is worth so much money. That, that's what this is about. It's about money. Of course it is, but I think Ireland, France, Israel, and a lot of the other countries are are, are, t- are taking a different view to the UK. It's good; to, everyone's got to, I think, suffer a certain amount, but at least hopefully most of us will be alive at the end of it, and that's the key thing. I'm surprised, uh, and even Piers Morgan actually tweeted today, you know, uh, demanding that Boris Johnson look at what Ireland is doing and take a lead from Ireland. So I, I'm surprised that Boris Johnson, uh, I thought he was a reasonably sensible man, he certainly seems to be holding back and taking any extreme measures. Absolutely. I mean, reality is dead people aren't going to contribute to the economy. So it's far better that many of us can stay alive and pay our taxes. And I saw an interesting tweet from the businessman Declan Ganley earlier, where he actually was suggesting that we cut income taxes. We drop that now uh, because that will have a faster effect than some of the other measures governments are bringing in. Well, I think for the hospitality industry, that's going to have to happen now. Yeah, but would you go out to dinner again? A lot of people aren't. Mm. Well, I did last night. Were you sitting a metre or two apart? 
Well, yeah, but the restaurant I was in, in fairness, and that's what I, I said at the start of the show, they were quite proactive. They took out half the furniture. Good. Well, yeah. these people are listening. So if you feel safe, I mean, um, it's not an end of the world situation. It's that most of us who get it, if we do get it, it will be just a mild cold. It's the, it's the elderly people I think we need to think of, going back to the original point. And that's why we should not panic by, because people who just get 200, 300 euros a week don't have the ability to stock up mm. and spend a fortune on food. And they're the very ones who are most susceptible to this. OK, well, stay there a second, because I want to go to Bridie as well. Bridie, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Bridie? Oh, hello, Niall. I'm very good. Thank you very much. Good, Bridie. I mean, this this panic buying that we've seen today, well, it started during the week, but really kicked off today, and all the shops have empty shelves. Oh, my shelves. goodness. Yes, it did. I, I was in the local store, and I could not believe it. It was like Christmas Eve. It was, if not worse, yeah. Unbelievable. I'm speaking uh, because I did infectious diseases. I'm also a reflexologist. I'm a body therapist, and I'm a massage, right? Right, okay. So, so, you, know, so you know a fair I, bit about this, yeah. I do. I saw all these trolleys, right, and people were there and one thing or another. And the main thing is, I had a scarf covering my nose and covering my mouth. Uh, but the people on the front line will say, and these stores have nothing. Now, the people in China wore masks. I don't care what the people are saying about masks. Masks are very important. If they stop droplet infection, which is caused by the COVID-19 uh, virus, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to make a big difference, but none yeah, of them. See, no. Bridie, I'm with you on this, and, and I don't know why. There was no mask. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Can I just can I just say something before you go any further? Doctors are telling us all the time that there's no point in wearing a mask. It's not going to stop you from getting it, right? But they say to you, it's good for people who have it to wear a mask so they don't spread it, right? So yeah. what's the difference? I'm one. Oh. Well, then surely the mask offers maybe it doesn't stop you, but some form of protection. Absolutely, you're 100 percent right, now. It does offer you something definitely because in all. All my life, I never caught anything when I was my, my, looking after all these people with infections. I didn't because I wore a mask and gown and everything else. Gloves, mm-hmm. of course, very important. But all these people were there with the trolleys and they were overloaded. I'm here. We're talking about today, Niall. We're talking about the crisis we're in at the moment. Yeah. I want to prevent infection. Prevent infection. I spoke to the store managers in these places. And then what I tell you, I went into the chemist and a lady coughed twice and I said, excuse me, where's your tissue? Oh, the pharmacist was very quick to say she coughed into her elbow. No, I said she did not. I was watching her. Mm. I'm going mad over this. They have to do something. The frontline people serving to other people, they're not six feet apart like we're supposed to be, two meters, right? Yeah. And they're liable to catch it. Because everybody now is a potential carrier, you have to you have to be very afraid and very take your precautions. I'm socially uh, sort of not isolated now, but uh, distantly yeah. isolated from other people. I will not go within six foot of anybody. I see. I the same. I couldn't believe it today because, as I said, I do my shopping every Thursday. I didn't go out specially today to do it, and I just have my normal small trolley. I don't take one of the big trolleys, um, you know. And every week I've done this for three years at the same shop at JC's. By the way, somebody says, he says, "Hi, Niall, uh, Boyle. How uh, I saw you today in JC's. I was shopping with my mother, and I'm so sorry that I was so rude and just walked by. I wanted to go over and say hi, and I wanted to get an autograph and a selfie and have a chat, but I was afraid people looking at me would think I was a freak or weird. You should have come over and said hello. I wouldn't." <laughs> Yeah. Bit you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have two friends now, and they work in healthcare, and they're not coming into my house. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was invited up to one of their houses last night. Oh, I said not at all. You work. I'm I'm retired now. As a matter of fact, I'm a great grandparent, but I want to stop the spread of this infection. I, I think we all, well, I think we all, we all have the same aim. And she makes a good point, Stephen. 
What about the people who work in shops? What about the people who work behind the bar in your local pub? Mm, they don't exactly. really have a choice. They have to deal. They have to just stand there and accept your spits and breaths. You shouting at them or roaring at them or asking them questions. Hang on, Bridie. Hang on. Let's just let Stephen ask that. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't disagree with it. I think that lady just said, I think it's important that we need to protect everyone. But on a related matter, something I also noticed in a local convenience store, which made me quite angry, was they had little 500ml bottles of hand sanitizer at €6 Euros each. I, I, I talked about it earlier on, the picture you sent me. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Well, no, you, well it, it was okay. You saw it in Centra. And, and now, the thing is, Centra may argue, and obviously they don't have the, I, the right to reply at the moment, but they might argue and say, well, look, we bought that in, and unfortunately the supplier that sold it to us, you know, obviously sold it to us quite expensively as well, so we had to get our money back. So they, they could argue that. They could, except I googled it and I found I could buy it retail for one fifty each mm-hmm. in Ireland. No, and I don't and agree with anybody, you know, so I, I think charging extortionate like, prices. No, because again, the people who were buying it were people, uh, the parents for young kids or a lot of elderly people. Again, the same people on fixed incomes. Mm-hmm. And if I was a retailer or a responsible retailer in an area, I'd, I'd sell the stuff at, at cost price because they're still going to come in and do the shopping anyway. But you shouldn't exploit people on it. Uh, I mean, you could buy... 10 times the amount for a fiver. So, I mean, the profit margin on it is just absolutely terrible. I wonder if you went to Dunn's and Tesco's and JC's and every other shop and looked at their price list for today and their price list for last week. I'm wondering how many of them put some of their prices up today. Yes, Niall, can I come in? Now, I don't know whether they did or not, but I'm, I'm only asking the question that maybe they did. Sorry, yeah, go ahead, Bridie. Hello, Niall, but they, they, they don't have any hand sanitizers anywhere. No, they're, but they're gone. And, and they don't have any uh, masks. Now, I did buy hand sanitizers in a chemist in Limit City, but the masks were 2 each. I could only afford 10 of them. Yeah. 2 each. Long ago, you'd get a mask for, uh, you'd get 20 60, masks. 60 cents or something, yeah. yeah. And another thing is, I, 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 I love the dogs and I love the horses and I love all that. And I don't agree with Cheltenham now at all. But I did go into the bookies, and the frontline people there have there was no glass covering or anything, and there was a lot of people in the bookies co- uh, coughing. So I didn't. Yeah, and and handling their dirty money, as somebody says here, their manky money. Correct, yeah. correct. So yeah. you know they're they're uh, uh, very vulnerable as well. That's the word. So listen, now I, I'm going to let you go anyway. Okay. <laughs> will you have a lovely evening, Bridie? Thanks very Thank much you. indeed. Thank All right. So okay. Uh, are we go to Pauline. Pauline, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Pauline? Hi, Nadia. Uh, no, I, I don't think, you know, people are, there are panic buying, okay, but sure, look, it's perfectly understandable, isn't it? No. I think so. I think, so. like, we have had long enough, I know what was going on with the government was an election and everything, but they have had long enough to foresee all of this and to have put something in place, including uh, stocking up on things that the new people would go out for in advance. When you well, the only things that are missing, but that we are a shortage of, are masks and sanitizers, right? You can use it, but we're not short. Yeah, but we're not short of mints and rashers and bread and beer. And but people are panic buying all those things today. Yeah, but now people are going to be. Some people are going to be off work because their children can't go to. Yeah, well, okay, that's fine. But they can still go around to the shop. Why? Why do they have to panic buy? I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying I understand it. But what I did, I can't understand how you, Pauline. You're a logical person. I don't understand how you can understand it because there is no logical reason for panic. Well, buying. let's say, for example, if Rob, let's say, well, if I'm not doing it right, but let's say if I was, 
I would make sure for, for to begin with, I have plenty of paracetamol in the house, right? Mm-hmm. And I would make sure that I don't have to go out for the next two weeks, because that's what people have been told not to do. And then on the off chance that somebody in the house gets sick, you wouldn't be able to go out anyway. And then you're probably at home with children where you aren't normally in a situation like that. They're in childcare, so you're going to be sick and looking after children and trying to get out of the shop. So from that perspective, I can see. Do you accept that, Stephen, that people are kind of planning on staying at home for a while? I accept people may be scared, but my view is, I mean, what about the people you're depriving? The very people who don't have the ability to afford it or to, or, or, or to hold the stock. Plus, first of all, all the supermarkets at the moment, will um, you can order online and have it delivered. And actually, it may be no harm if all the big supermarkets for the, the period of the national emergency offer free delivery. Because that means you know you can get the stuff. You don't have to go and panic buy. Those who aren't on the internet or can't do it, which is the elderly, can still go to the shops, get what they need uh, without actually um, having the shortages. Yeah, but it might be people like, are genuinely frightened. And then but I, I, I understand people are frightened, and I completely get that. And particularly yeah. when you hear announcements in the Taoiseach in relation to closing things down, and everybody gets very, very worried, and we hear numbers doubling on a daily mm-hmm. basis almost. And yes, of course, we understand people be yeah, panic. But, now, but, we've been, we, but we've been reassured people, that there's plenty of food. No, but hold on a second. The government should have foreseen this. That's what they're there for. The people are panicking because they don't know. They're trying to do the right thing by their family, their children. They're probably out buying for elderly parents who they're afraid to let go out in case they pick something up. They're the vulnerable. Well, I'd like people. to say I'd like to think they were doing that as well. Yeah, by the way, well, yeah. I guess so. Like people are only doing what they think is the right thing to do. You can't blame them. But the government have done nothing. In fact, they've sat on their laurels and collected big fat checks for the last few years. I don't know, no. pa- Pauline, yeah, with the greatest... Now, hang on, now, hang on, Pauline. I'm not the biggest fan of the government, of any of the parties. And, and let's give them all a bit of credit, because I think for the war- first time I've ever seen, all the parties are working well together, including some of those who would normally be in opposition. I, when you say they've done nothing, there's been one or two mistakes. I think it was a mistake not to uh, cancel those flights in from Italy last week. That was a huge mistake. But with the exception of that... We've been kept informed. They are doing, you know, tests on people who they believe have been connected to people who have had it or been to Italy or whatever. They're doing as many tests as possible. They are keeping us informed on a daily basis how many people get it. They are taking steps. Before any other country in Europe, they've taken steps today when we only have a small amount of people to try and stop it. No, 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 Polly, Polly, when you say they're doing nothing, what more can they do? It's a pandemic. What can they do? People were taking steps themselves because... No, 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 I'm asking you a question, Pauline. As a country, because... No, no, hang on, because they have a duty to protect the country's economy as well. So what more can they do? For to start with, we don't have a government. We do have a government. Yes, we do. Well, we have our people who are in situ. Okay, yes. but they're not an actual government. But they are still technically a government. They're, technically, they're collecting the checks. What I'm trying to say to you is they should have been foreseeing this. This is going on for a couple of months. It's in Italy for the last few weeks. I know it's gotten worse. They should have been making and taking a stand. The Irish people in this country, the citizens of this country, were taking a stand themselves and starting to take their children out of school over the last few days. And there's very few people don't know about that. People are afraid and you can't blame them. Stephen, are you still there? Yes, no. Okay, so, so, so according, well, according to Pauline, the government haven't been doing enough. Um, they, they should have been doing a lot more, a lot quicker. They should have been better prepared because, look, we saw this happening in China over the space of a month and a half in January and February, and we should have been much better prepared for this. 
Well, I wouldn't be a fan of the current government, but we do have a legal government. And to be fair to them, all the party leaders, all the spokespersons on health are meeting on a daily basis. There's cooperation amongst all the parties on this. This is this is a national effort. But I mean, what, what, what the government? What are you talking about? There's people on trial. Well, no, no, well, 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 hang on. Let her finish. finish let her finish. I let, let you yeah. say what you want to say in the second part. I mean, yeah, I mean, very few countries. I mean, we've had detailed press release, or sorry, press briefings every day from the chief medical officer of of the country. Nothing's been hidden. I mean, I have a copy of the letter they sent yesterday evening um, from the national emergency team. Um, it, it was publicised later uh, this evening. And basically everything that was suggested by the medical professionals was done instantly in all the all the parties. This is above politics. This is everyone working together. I mean, what well, we what the government the case, did this sorry, evening is, is ahead yeah, of Israel, is ahead of France. Said, but if that's, if that's the case, the people of this country and society, the citizens of this country, have more intelligence than the government because they've been trying to get it together themselves for the last week. Unfortunately, they were waiting on a call, and as in from the government to take a stand. But when they didn't, people were doing it themselves already. Yeah, but... Yeah, but all, the, all any government can do is take the advice. I mean, no Minister of Health is, is a medical expert. They were taking advice from the leaders in, the, in, in public health. And the World Health Organization. The and the World Health Organization and the EU equivalent, whose name I forget. They were following best practice. And when they were told to do stuff, they did it immediately. They've led other countries on this. We're ahead yeah, of France. We're ahead of Israel. Life. We're way I'm, ahead of the UK. I mean, just look at the difference what we're doing European here compared country. to the North. Unlike all the other European countries, the Prime Minister or the equivalent, the Taoiseach in this country, happens to be a doctor, by the way. So I don't know what the name of God he's doing in trying to manage a company or a country. He's a doctor. But he, of all people, should have known to call on this well before now. But I mean, we, our, our, our biggest neighbours who are having, uh, you know, a lot more trouble than we are at the moment with coronavirus in Britain, uh, who are not part of Europe, by the way, essentially now, um, they still haven't made a call on us. They still haven't done what we've done. And a couple of nights ago... And France haven't done what we've done. You know, most countries haven't done what we've done. They have now, yes. Yeah, as it is, they've both copied Ireland. Yes. Yeah, that's their affair. We are the ones who put the ones who are in government... So, no, what I'm saying is, Pauline, technically speaking, as far as Europe is concerned, with the exception of the likes of Italy, who've had a particularly bad situation uh, because they dropped the ball completely, um, we've we've done now, today, everything we should be doing. We've done too little, too late. The hospitals are filthy. Who'd want to go into them in the first place? Oh, I don't place, agree the hospitals are filthy. If, yes, they are. Some of them, some of them maybe, you know, they're None maybe... None of them should be. They're hospitals. The staff no, if you listen to actually people who know... ridiculous. Now, if you listen to people who know what they're talking about, the, the health professionals, they said there's been a lot of planning going on. You, t- you mentioned face masks. Uh, the HSE have purchased enough face masks for the people who need them, and they are our health professionals. We have to protect them. Last they're putting measures in, I believe, for childcare, for our health professionals. There's a lot of things happening. And I, I, I mean, it's not just the government. It's, every, it's all the parties together are agreeing on this. They're briefed daily, they know what's happening, and they're working together, which is what we want. We don't want someone to pay party politics with this. This is far too important. And so I would listen to the medical experts, the World Health Organization. If they weren't doing what they um, suggest, I would be angry. And I think the UK government is totally wrong. They're not listening to their, their, their medical professionals. We are. I mean, realistically, as somebody rightly says here, in some sense... It's people's persisting or people persisting to go on holidays that have brought the virus here. And there's a lot more uh, than people we actually know. They went on holidays secretly. I mean, obviously, the biggest problem we had here in this country, where it all started really from, was the midterm break when students went skiing in northern Italy. And that was what brought the virus to this country. That's the Irish people that did that, Pauline, not the government. 
Not necessarily. Hang on, what do you mean not necessarily, Pauline? That is the very first cases we had in this country were people who had been away to northern Italy. That was probably the first time they became aware that they should have not done that and checked the kids or put them in quarantine. I don't know what they did. But this government and what's going on in this country, including the state of the hospitals, which is an ongoing situation on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, is well below standard. The government, and I hope they are outgoing, they are an outgoing government. I hope the ones... And I hope that the ones that I voted for and most of the people in this country, when they do come in, that they put these things in order that have not been in order for years while they sit on their laurels with their fact checks and their perks. OK, we'll stay there for a second. As somebody says, hi now. John here from Cork. I just want to say the world has gone into panic mode. Do people not realise that 1,000 people unfortunately die every year from pneumonia-related sickness in this country? And one person dies in this country uh, is gone, uh, and the country has gone down into lockdown. Well, uh, one person has died, but there are many people who are sick. I don't think you understand completely what we're talking about here. Pneumonia, by the way, is usually a knock-on effect from having the flu. 638,000 people, by the way, John, die every year of the flu. And the flu only has a mortality rate of 002 percent. Uh, they estimate this could have a mortality rate of anywhere between 2 and 3.5 percent, which is 20 times higher. So John, you're not really thinking straight in your text, but anyway, I'll continue. In 2018, America at one period, 4,000 people a week were dying from the flu. They have 380 million people in America, John. Uh, I th- uh, the last count, I think 37 people in the States had died from coronavirus. It's the very start. John, you're, you're missing the whole point of this. It's the very start of it. We don't want it to end up like the flu. Because if, John, it spreads like the flu, which the flu does every single year, the winter flu, if it spreads like the flu, they estimate somewhere between seventy and 90,000 people in this country alone could die. So, John, maybe you haven't looked at the research, maybe you haven't looked at the figures, and I'll forgive you for your ignorance, but he says, I love the show. I love you too, John. No, that's why England haven't done anything, because they're on their own now. So they could do without it. Uh, they, that's the only reason they're still get even going ahead with the St. Paddy's Day parade like Cheltenham. It's all about the money. Well, yeah, Boris did some, say something like business goes on or we're still open for business. Is that the word he used? Um, okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Pauline is absolutely firmly blaming the government here. She's not. She's quite relentless about this. Stay there, Pauline. Let me go to Colin. You're on Classic Kids. Colin, this panic buying. and uh, Get me back to the panic buying again. Um, do you believe that this panic buying is selfish? No, I don't think it's selfish, Noel. To a degree, people are, look, we're Irish. If we see a snowflake, we buy 20 sliced hams. You know... (laughs) Well, you're you're a milkman, Colin, so... Yeah, Yeah. Noel, I actually had to turn my phone off today. I had people ordering 20 litres of milk, 40 litres. There's no panic. Stay at home, do your shopping online... Get your milk on to deliver your milk. Get your I'm sure you're not refusing them, by the way, Colin. I would hope you're not. You're accepting the business. No, well, no I'll tell you what I did, Niall. I, I told people that if they really wanted it, they could get it on the next delivery. And that, that's to be honest. I, I mm. have a set amount that I buy every time, and people have the same order every week, and that's what I deliver. If they want extra, I'll do it for the next delivery, no problem. But there's no need. Stay in, self-quarantine yourself, close the airports, close the ports, close Ireland off completely, and everybody look after themselves, watch Netflix, watch Sky, watch whatever you have to do, and get everything delivered to your house. And I'm not just saying that now because that's my business. No. Um, is, is that a bit of an no. over... Well, hang on, hang on a second, Pauline. Colin, you know, to close everything, now we've kind of gone quarter way there, right? But to close everything and tell everybody, stay at home, watch Netflix, we're closing all the ports, we're closing all the airports, 
economically, that would have a devastating effect in this country. And I'm not putting money before our lives, but unfortunately, yeah. that devastating effect um, would destroy us economically, which would, incur- would cause hardship, yeah. poverty yeah. and more debts. But now there's a deficit in the fact that... Well, 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 hang on, Pauline, hang on, Pauline. You know, you even said last night with your restaurant, they were 50% down on what they could actually put into their restaurant last night. And I applaud them for doing that. But there is going to be an enormous financial cost to every single business in Ireland, my own included. Uh, And again, Noel, I want to reiterate, I'm not saying this because this is my business, a star-step business and that kind of thing. There's loads of stuff here in Ireland. People have gone bananas. They've gone nuts. But how how is your business going to be affected negatively? I don't don't think it will, Colin. I I don't know. And to be honest with you, Noel, I've had more people who are not current customers signing up to have them out. That's what I'm saying. So I I, I think you will actually, and I I don't mean, I'm not saying you want to do well out of it, but I think you will do well (laughs) out of it. No, but we've got to look at it. There's plenty in Ireland here to keep everybody going. Yeah. like, there's no well, shortage yeah, of cows. They're not going to suddenly stop no, producing milk not tomorrow. not my business anyway. But yeah. I mean, and the bit I can't get my head around, the toilet paper thing, I just can't get my head when around. I, when I explained at the start of the show how the toilet paper <laughs> thing started, <laughs> know, right? Yeah. yeah, it came from yeah from Australia that, because they, they get all their supplies from China and they were worried they weren't going to get them. And unfortunately, then it just travelled across Europe. And there's no need to panic buying the toilet paper. We don't get our toilet paper from China. Andrex is not no. made in China. <laughs> no. No. Shouldn't we get so much crazy. in from other countries in the first place well, anyway? Well, we have to. We, we have to because we can't produce enough stuff here for we're the population. Far too, we're far too dependent on other countries. Mm. We're a little tiny island and we're well able to uh, be sufficient ourselves in more ways than we are being. That's yeah, the that's point. Everything. But let's no, 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 Bali, that's a bit of a silly statement. We export 85% of the goods that we actually produce in this country uh, because maybe we can get more money in different countries from it. And we import a lot of goods because sometimes some of the goods that we import are cheaper uh, for the population. To buy. So, I mean, there's a bit of a mixed bag and it's fair. Yeah, and the other thing I want to say, and I'm sticking to what I said just now, I will. I, I, I remain adamant about that. We're far too, far too dependent on other countries for what comes into this country. But anyhow, the other thing is that the virus can will spread differently to the flu. It's ten times more infectious. Of course, yeah. yeah. I know, that was John. John made that statement earlier on, it wasn't me. Uh, sorry, Stephen, you wanted to say something there very quickly before you yeah, go. Yeah, no, it's just an important thing. I'm conscious that probably a lot of people who would listen to your show maybe of older people without um, internet access. And they may be concerned listening to this or just in general on the coronavirus. And both the HSE and also alone have felt to have set up um, telephone numbers for anyone who is concerned to ring. I've just tweeted them to you, so I was going to suggest maybe in a few minutes you might call them out. So if there is any elderly person who's listening or anyone who doesn't have internet access, they can take down the numbers and call them if they are concerned. Because we, we shouldn't forget who's listening to this and there's no need necessarily to be as concerned as maybe some, uh, as some people may be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have you got numbers you want to give me there, is it? Yeah, I've just tweeted them to you, so I thought maybe okay. Helena, whoever there, can get them and maybe in a few minutes' time give people notice. Yeah, okay. We'll because do that. there's we'll a lot of people um, are very worried and they don't necessarily have access to the internet to get the information they need, but alone do have the support line to, ha- to help elderly people particularly. 
All right, listen, that's a good point. All right, listen, thank you for that, Stephen. Uh, there is, I'm just actually, somebody just sent me, happened to send me coincidentally a picture just as you were saying that, and it's a notice. It says, notice to the elderly and those with pre-existing conditions in Doolin. Uh, we know there are some of you reluctant to leave your house and to go to the supermarket or a restaurant. If so, give us a call and we will deliver dinner to your house daily. Uh, there will be no charge for the food or delivery. Just call us and they give the number there, 065704 uh, Before 12, with your order, and we will deliver before six o'clock. We are all in this together. Hotel Doolin. That's nice. That, that's that's a really good thought. That was a really nice thought. Okay, uh, and I'll read out some of those numbers a little bit later on as well. Let me just go to, um, is it Jack? I have to go to Jack. Jack, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jack? Hi, how's it going? How are you? Good. All good, Jack? Grand. Um, yeah, just first of all, I'd like to say that um, the decision of us um, closing down uh, schools and colleges, I think it's actually a really good step. You, you think you think uh, sorry say you think it's a what step sorry miss that you're breaking I think, up. I think it's I think it's a good step. It's yeah, good I think it word. is. Of course it is. Absolutely, yeah. um, a million percent. But, yeah. But um, unfortunately, I work in hospitality myself, and um, I'm just kind of concerned. Um, you know, we got an email me and all my workers, and um, it was giving us safety measures, so we have to wash our hands more. Yeah. Cleaning around the workplace, you know, yep. like. But I'm coming to think, like, are them steps really enough in containing the problem that we have, and to be kind of have to take the next step of closing down everything. Well, see, your, your job is unlike mine. Like, my boss, you know, uh, what he's done is, I have in front of me here, by the way, a, a there you go, a spray, a studio, do not remove. We were all given a little spray of hand sanitizer. This one's for the studio. <laughs> we were all, these little muffled, have you ever seen a microphone that has like this fluffy foam thing over it? Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there, and, and my one has me name on it. Niall is written on the side. So we've all been given our own ones. Uh, we also have uh, a packet of wipes and it, we've been told after every shift, so when I finish my shift before Damien comes on during the day, I have to clean the microphone, clean the desk, clean everything before I hand over to him. We're not allowing any studio guests, so you'll notice that the breakfast show or my show or Trina's or anybody else's, we're, there's no uh, guests in the studio, we're not allowed, and there's no visitors coming to the radio station. So we, we've done the best we can. That's all we can do. And I'm sure your boss is trying to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, just like, you know, because I'm a student myself, so I work in hospitality on the weekend. So obviously... What, is it a bar or a restaurant or what is it? Um, in a restaurant. So I work okay. in the food sector. So like, you know, drinks and food. Right, okay. But um, like, it's fine. I'm not going to college during the week and I understand that it's for our own safety, but it's it doesn't really make sense if I'm not going to college during the week, but then the weekend I'm still in the workplace, you know, around people. So it just seems we're doing one good thing, but... You know. I know, I know. And and the idea is no matter what way you do it, in a restaurant or in a bar, it is like, I suppose it's like a haven for a virus, to be honest with you, because there's a lot of people coming and going, dirty money being handed over, people yeah, wiping down tables and, with dirty cloths. And we are, we are putting <laughs> hand sanitizers beside the till, so if you're taking the bill off somebody or, you know, you can spray it. they're meant to spray straight away. Yeah. And they're all good, I do think, like we are taking the measures, but... At the same time, like it's a very busy pub that I work in, so there'll probably be over a hundred people, you know, indoors. It would be that big. So yeah. Um, and how old are you, Jack? How old are you? I'm 21 myself. Well, okay, 21 years of age. You don't need to worry too much about the virus, but I suppose yeah, you have to worry no, for everybody else. Passing to my parents. Of course, yeah, of course, know, like yeah. But I mean, at 21 yourself, you don't have to worry personally about it because I, you know, it's it, the worst you're probably going to get is a flu, flu-like symptoms. So what you oh, are worried about? I'm, I'm, I'm your parents. Myself, like I'm not concerned about my own health. It's just for everyone, you know. And I do yeah. work with older people in the industry as well. So and what, are you, you're in college as well, yeah. Yeah, I'm in college. As well, uh, but yeah. the college is closed now, I assume, is it? Yeah, the college is closed until the 29th of March, um, so we won't be going back for a while. But um, in the meantime, like the, the restaurant to work in was still be open, and it's the same all over the country. But 
Or yeah, so it's, and I know a lot of students are going to be off college now because the colleges are closed and a lot of them do part-time jobs and they're going to yeah. take extra days and extra hours in the part-time job because they're not yeah. in college. Well, um, yeah, and I wonder, like, are people going to be going to the pubs and the restaurants, you know? Or I hope not. Is it going to be hit? Or is it going no, to I mean, I'd like to think they're going there as normal to some extent, but I would hate to think that all of a sudden everywhere it gets busier. You know what I mean? I, because yeah, like I think that'll be the case because people are going to be off work now, and yeah. you know what's the first place Irish people go? Is the, the pub, pub. You know? yeah, so, I know. <laughs> you know what I, what I, I, it's it's what we do in an emergency, but I, I hope not. I mean, Colin, are you a socializer, Colin? No, I don't drink, Kyle. Okay, you do well, okay, like yourself. I know, you're a good man, Pauline. Are you a socializer? No, unfortunately. <laughs> what do you mean? No, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Okay. I will be. I mean, there's a thing, and maybe I'll ask you all. I'll start with Jack because he's the youngest chap here. I assume so. Anyway, Jack, you sound a lot younger than the rest of us old fogies here. But, but Jack, do you believe because they've cancelled the Paddy's Day parade? Now, I remember as a DJ, Paddy's Day was one of the biggest days in the city centre in Dublin. Right? I mean, everywhere was rammed, and I mean rammed. We've seen the pictures of Temple Bar on Paddy's Day. It's just a wash of people, right? Tourists, everything else, right? Yeah. Do do you believe the pubs should close on Patrick's Day? Because we are encouraging massive amounts of people to be in the one place. I know the parade's not on, but people are still going to go into town. Do you think the pubs should all close? Yeah, look, I don't really know. Like, because we've never been faced really with a problem like this before, so it's hard to know. But I think because the parades are not on, I think more people will be in the pub then because there's nothing else really to see. Okay, yeah, yeah you're probably I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what do you, what do you think, Colin? Do you think they should close? I do, I, I do. I really think just, just well, even just for the one day where it's a day where everybody, because it's bank holiday, people are going to be off. Everybody's going to be off. You know. Yeah, I look, I look. It doesn't affect me, Niall, because I don't drink. But even aside from that, I definitely think the pub should be closed on Paddy Day. It would be a cesspit for the virus to spread. There's, spread there's no point spread. closing on Paddy Day and then opening the next day. Like if it's going to close, it needs to close fully. Yeah. So, so you, you do you you believe they should they should close, Jack? Yeah. Uh, like, I just think for our own safety, because we really don't know where this virus is going to go. Like, you know, it's uncharted territory. I just, you know. Okay. Pauline, what do you reckon? Should they close? I, I would agree that they should, given the circumstances. Nothing to do with Patrick's Day. But they can close at their own discretion, any public in any way. All right, listen, got to take a break. You can keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. How are you, Noel? I've just left work after doing 14 hours in the butcher shop. They came in today and they were buying in bulk. It's unbelievable. And I'd say it'll be the same tomorrow. It's shocking, really, because the shops are going to stay open anyway. Yeah, and it's not like the cows are going to stop producing meat, or if you know what I mean. Noel, it's ridiculous panic buying. The government have said every single day the shelves will be filled. They can't say any more. It's ridiculous panic buying like that. Like they have said, the government have said it. Like you know, there's no shortage of food whatsoever. They're only making other people panic, and then it, it becomes like you know a panic pandemic for people panicking. If you understand what I'm saying, a panic pandemic for people panicking. That's a great way to describe it. After break, by the way, I do want to ask you. Let's go to that question in relation to the pubs very quickly, if we can, for about twenty minutes or so. Should they close the pubs on Paddy's Day? We've already pulled the parade. That's gone. Okay, the mass gatherings are gone. All that kind of stuff, right? So we've clearly decided, and the government have clearly decided, that anything over 500 people is a mass gathering. They did define many years ago as mass gatherings as over 5,000, but now we've reduced that to 500 because this particular pandemic is so dangerous. But yes, here we will be. Everybody will be off on St. Paddy's Day. It's a bank holiday. We'll have a lot of tourists in the city. And I'm sure people are 
well aware in Cork, Limerick, Galway and particularly in Dublin where you've got a larger population of the scenes on St. Patrick's Day in areas, for example, like, you know, Temple Bar or in around uh, Market Street or Air Square, wherever it happens to be. You're well aware of the scenes and the amount of people that will be out on the streets drinking masses of crowds all together, heaving together, drunk and having a good time. And look, all in good spirits. But in saying that, this will be like a breathing ground for any virus. So should the government take another step and say, listen, for one day, we're asking all the pubs and all the restaurants to close, to discourage this particular drinking session and this get-together on St. Patrick's Day. It's just one year. Should they close down? All right, you can text us, and the number is 087188 By the way, just to remind you as well, because a lot of people are asking, the HSE's number, if you need a, the helpline number, it's 1850-241-850. And if you're an elderly person and you are looking for any assistance and you find it difficult, for example, you can't get out to get food or you're running short and you maybe don't have anybody that can buy it for you and you need a little bit of assistance or maybe you just want to ask a few questions and you're a bit confused by the whole thing, um, you can call alone. They're a wonderful organisation and the number is 0818 224 So that's 0818 222024 and that's alone so if you are an elderly person or indeed a vulnerable person and you want to give them a call if you're confused about anything or you need a little bit of assistance or you're maybe you're short on food or whatever it is and you need some help and you don't have anyone to do that please give them a call either the HSE at 1852-41850 or alone you can call on 0818 um let me see hi not uh, coffee and teacup lids are really unhygienic at vending machines as you have to pull them apart regards Liam on your show yeah, well, Liam yeah I, I wouldn't disagree with you and probably if you are drinking coffee or tea at a vending machine I would say do it without the lid or remove the lid from the one you're using keep it in your pocket and use it again the next day that's probably the best thing to do Liam and I wouldn't completely disagree with you because other people are handling them to pull them apart etc etc Hi, not. It's pointless closing down schools, etc., whilst leaving pubs open, especially on St. Patrick's Day. I have a feeling they will be packed this year, says Carol and Galway. Carol and Galway, I completely agree with you. I think they will be packed this year um, because, you know, people are going to be off. It's St. Paddy's Day. There's no parade to go to. People want to go out and have a good time and celebrate Paddy's Day. A lot of people are not going to take the advice of the government and stay at home. Um, my advice to you is to stay at home with your family and enjoy it at home. Don't go out. If there's one day of the year you're not going to go out, leave it on St. Patrick's Day. The last thing we want are massive crowds in the streets on St. Patrick's Day. So should the government take a step and basically turn around and say, well, look, on St. Paddy's Day, we're asking the Vintners Association, would you please just close for one day? Because it'll be worth it if it saves lives. Let me know what you think. Do you believe the pubs should close on St. Patrick's Day? Let me go to Carol. Carol, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Carol? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good, Carol. Isn't it, would it be a good idea to close the pubs on St. Patrick's Day? Because it is the one day everybody's going to be off. I actually think it's essential that yeah. they close them. I feel like you're doing so much cancelling parades, massive weddings. You know, they're, they're almost cancelling funerals. Oh, I and forgot then, about mass, by the way. Yeah, they've cancelled mass for two oh, weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, completely. Yeah. Like, and uh, I feel, don't get me wrong, all this is right. I think everything doing, yes, I was surprised that they... This morning when I heard it, I went, I can't believe they're doing so much. But then I went, but what about the pubs? And I'm already listening. I'm in Galway. And I'm already listening. I'm going, well, I'm going to the pub. St. Patrick's Day. They'll be, what I can nearly see, they'll be packed. 
Now, the pubs have been told to self-regulate. Now, there's no law, but to say that only 100 people should be in there. At, but, but some pubs are tiny and they don't even 50 people into them anyway. But yeah. but the thing is, on Paddy's Day, you know as well as I do, I, you know, I don't know where, where you're in Galway, is it? I am. So Galway. where where would the majority of people be? Which, what street would the majority of people be on in, in Galway? Oh, if it's in the city. Yeah, oh, my God. Any of them, to be quite a shop street. There's Shop Street, yeah. Down, yeah, yeah down of course. There. And down around Air Square, too, the corner of Air Square there as the well. Cor- all of Air Square. Yeah. You don't even have to go in. Come up here. To, I'm at Clare Gall. Same thing. It doesn't matter where you're at. They, they're always busy on St. Patrick's Day, but particularly in the city. But I think this year they mightn't go into the city as much, but all the little country towns will be full. Yeah, and, and every year I get the picture sent to me of uh, it's a, like a bird's eye view from some webcam in yeah. Temple Bar. And it's like uh, it's like a terrace at a football match. The oh, whole street Temple Bar is just packed with yeah. people, tourists and Irish and everybody having a good time. Don't get me wrong. There's yeah. very rarely any real trouble at it or public order problems. Everybody's just pissed and having a good time. But in saying that, like that's a breathing ground for a virus. I feel it is. I yeah. just feel it's like doing so much, doing a brilliant job and then suddenly bang. And all it takes is one big bad day like that. Mm. I just feel it will be a breathing ground. I, and I don't know, they're going to be up against it to get the Vintners Association to let them close, I feel. Unless they just have to almost tell them, I think. Yeah, because I don't think the, the vintners are not too cooperative all the time, to be honest with you, when it comes to these things. No, and it's the busiest day of the year, I'd say, almost for them. I'd say it probably is almost. Yeah. It's now and Christmas, maybe the two. Yeah. Um, that are, they're just, I always thought St. Patrick's Day just a big piss-up day. Well, I, I, I used to work as a DJ many, many years ago in the clubs and bars, and I used to do, like, I used to work in one bar from, like, 12 o'clock in the day till 6 o'clock, and then another bar then from 6 to 9, and then a nightclub from 11 to 1. I used to do three gigs in the one day. I was very greedy. Uh, and it was just a wash of people. And by the time you got to 7 o'clock, everybody was hammered. It oh, was in the city centre, yeah. It's the same here. It is more where you go. Everyone is hammered by 7 o'clock. Absolutely. And when and people get hammered, they start getting messy and hanging out yes. of one another and pulling out of oh, one another. And 100% all those, you know, metre between you. <laughs> those yeah, yeah, that's, and elbowing people instead of shaking hands. That's how, yes. That'll be all gone out the window with a few beers on you. Yeah. You know, like the arm around you, slobbering over you, like I'll rub you. There's nothing worse, Steve. By the way, one of my pet hates is if you're in a nightclub or a bar and it's loud, right? And somebody's trying to talk to you. And they're actually up beside your ear yeah. and they're shouting in your ear. And you can actually feel the spit off their mouth yeah. in your ear. It's so oh, it's horrendous. Torture. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's torture, absolute torture. Yeah. But I just cannot see. I know they think Irish people are trying to be responsible. And, you know, people are saying, oh, we're all going to work together. I just know when it comes to Paddy's Day, they call it. And when it comes to alcohol, you mean we can't contain ourselves? <laughs> Oh, I know, and it's just an excuse to, and it'd be to forget about all these troubles and forget about all this corona thing. This is what I think, just pictures. Yeah, I mean, I, I was in JC's today in the supermarket, right? And mm-hmm. of course, I expected the shelves to be half empty as they were because that's not the supermarket's fault. Everybody was panic buying, but I yeah. noticed that they had stocked up on beer, like Heineken and Tuberg and whatever else, and Budweiser. But they were going out. That, that was going out the door rapidly. They were replenishing the stocks constantly, right? And it's I go, the same over here. Yeah, you know, what do Irish people think beer is a cure for this virus or something like that? I don't know. What's what's they were always oh, to um, to blot out all your. I heard some crazy phrase that is get blot out all the troubles and helps you forget and escapism was another word. Oh, it's escapism, right? Okay, because I don't drink. So that would be this. So what, they're going to sit at home tonight watching the Late Late Show with no audience, pissed out of their head. Yeah, <laughs> nice no, anyway, and then and then it's just Paddy's weekend because it doesn't matter what day. 
Paddy's Day falls on, it's always Paddy's weekend. Oh, yeah, because it starts on Friday and doesn't finish till yeah. the following week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it won't. It'll be next, <laughs> next week before they stop. And I kind of see that even though they're saying they'll adopt a responsible attitude, I just know in my heart, I'm just waiting for it to all unfold. Mm. And I think then, without like putting some kind of control on that, the rest is going to be pointless. As good as it is, and I'm not saying the other idea is not great, they were brilliant, but I think it's like, it's a half-done job. If you don't do and that's, that's not the government's fault, because they are telling people to be responsible. And it will come to a point, if people are not being responsible, that the government will have to step in, because it's in everybody's, everybody else's interest, because 70% of us would like to be responsible, yeah. but unfortunately there'll be 30% there who just don't give a shite. And they don't feel it's their problem, particularly maybe, and I'm not having a go with young people, but they're well aware of the fact that it, it won't affect them as much. It may affect their parents, but it won't affect them personally as much. And they'll yeah, be and when, out drinking. When the drink is in, I feel anyway, when the drink is in, the whistle will be gone. There'll be, no, you have the old phrase, drinks in, wits gone. It definitely will be. It'll be a case of, I get all about that. Because, you know, the way I used to drink, so I know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing can affect me. Why, why did you stop drinking then? If you, if, why, oh, I'm would be quite nice. I just decided no. For you had children, was that it, Carol? No. Oh, no, Carol, mine. I've grandchildren. That's uh, maybe what it is. Oh, right, okay. Just, ah, Carol, you don't sound that old. I'm the same age as you. There's a couple of weeks between us, only. All right, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so, so you're, are you, you're a little bit you're a little bit younger than me or a little bit older? Uh, I'm older. I'm March. All right, okay. Yeah, I'm September. There you go. <laughs> I knew about six months, but I know it's just... Did you remember that I was, my birthday was in September? I do. I, I remember you saying something in September. I remember laughing because then, oh God, he's six months younger than me. And my best friend was September 63 as well. Right, okay. When I walked in Dublin. And oh. I, I said, oh, we're all born in 63. I know so many born in 63. Yeah, see, that was a good year. JFK was in Ireland. Oh, that's And, everybody, and my mother and father were doing the business at Christmas. <laughs> I saw him. I went, my mother brought me to see him when he was flying out in Chan Airport. I don't remember, obviously. Mm. And uh, because I had a head of black hair when I was a baby and they let her out to the front. That was her delight because she was holding me in her arms and I just had a black hair and I was only a few weeks old. I think it's amazing when you see a baby with a full head of black hair. I know, uh, I don't I know. <laughs> All right, but say that because Fergal, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Fergal? Not too bad, Night, how are you? Good, you're moving fast there by the sounds of things. I am, I'm on the way home from work. Good, well I hope you're on a hands-free kid now, are you? I am indeed, yeah. All right, well Fergal, do you think we should <laughs> implement legislation? Well, not implement legislation, but to the government say to the vintners, we want you to close. I agree with Carol 100% noise, and they shouldn't even tell them we want them, they should just revoke the licence, because it's a, it's a disaster waiting to happen. The pubs can't self-regulate and keep people a safe distance apart, especially not the big pubs in Dublin. The, and I'm sure there's plenty of responsible pub owners who would, who would do as much as they could, but the big pubs in Dublin, Galway for example, people are going to fill, they're going to get filled up, people are going to get drunk, they're going to be all over each other, they're going to be throwing up, and it's just... Uh, ah, yeah, it's, it's just a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Absolutely, the license should be revoked. Like, and, and also, now it would be a lesson for people as well. If the government took that stance, then people might kind of sit back and think, well, you know, if the government are after stopping that now, then maybe we should be a bit more careful going forward. And it might actually change people's approach a little bit too, you know? I mean, somebody texts in there and says, no, we can't have nanny state approach. Well, unfortunately, you know, when you have a pandemic, you have to have nanny state approach. Absolutely, and whoever that person texts in, I wonder what age your parents are like, and are they concerned for them? You know. Yeah, yeah. So you, um, so you basically believe, like all the other measures that we brought in, and the measures today, by the way, do insist that you know that we don't have you know more than one hundred people indoors, um, you know, uh, in an assembly. But in saying that, that's only a measure; it's not legislation. 
Showing people being dragged in trains in, in China and all the carry on that's going on in China. And these videos were made back in September. You know, the first case of coronavirus was back in December. The 80s, right? The government should have foreseen this. This has been. I, I work for a supplier supplying hygiene products in a, in a sales environment, and I, I've had no hygiene products for the last month. It's been going on a long time. This is. It's only come with the head now. But it's been going on a long time and the government should have foreseen this and should have had been more proactive. I know you, you, you say they're being proactive now, but they should have been more proactive sooner. I'm sorry, but I have to agree. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And we did see the videos from China, which were back from September. And of course, China is a communist country. They do things very differently. It's almost a military state. Uh, but in saying that, we saw videos of SARS, we saw videos of swine flu, which did become pandemic, by the way, but thankfully it doesn't have a high mortality rate. We saw videos of Ebola, and we didn't take action, and thankfully we didn't need to. I think it was a case of we kind of pointed at China and went, da, 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 da. this is your problem, sorted out. We never for one minute imagined that it would become a worldwide pandemic. I don't, I think experts believed that we would get it under control, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Sorry, Fergal, you trying to say something there? No, it was, it was back earlier now when you were saying about the supermarkets and stuff. I actually sent you a text. To, I was told that people are actually buying uh, test freezers to store all the frozen pizzas that they're getting from the supermarkets, you know? Oh, right, OK. So yeah. it's actually gone that far, apparently. Yeah, it's, it's got a bit ridiculous. Uh, Carol, you're not bulk buying or anything like that, are you? No, I'm not. But I went in today, I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, my God, there was one day she had eight boxes of cornflakes in one trolley and then there's this special toilet roll trolley and she'd have piled up with all the, the big 16, 24 packs. But the queues in Dunn stores even here, right back, much worse than Christmas. Every row. Oh, right yeah, the same, the same the supermarket I was in today. The queues were right down the aisles. And I've never, even on the day before Christmas Eve, when I went in there, it wasn't like that. No one. My daughter lives in the Midlands, and she went to both Portleach and Ace last night, first thing this morning, and she took videos to send it to us. And it was like, there wasn't even vegetables. There was nothing. I'm like, what? That was worse. Yeah, why do people think we're going to run short of vegetables? They think vegetables are going to stop growing or something like that. I, I don't get that. Nothing. Eggs, like, I mean, hens, the Irish, you know what I mean? Eggs all gone as well. It's, it is crazy. 
Like, I actually think there'd be no shortage of anything if they don't panic buy. It's the panic buying that creates the problem. Because the stockpile, the panic buying is what creates the problem. It was, and I, See, I don't think we're heading down the road of Italy. If we look at what happened in Italy in a very, very mm-hmm. short amount of time, uh, they had a lot of cases. Now, our first case was roughly 12 days ago, uh, maybe a little bit more actually than 12. But in saying that, we now have 70. Now, don't get me wrong, that's 70 cases I don't like to see. There's probably a lot I more that we don't know all, about. It. That's only the tip of the iceberg. I, 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 think, I think you're right. I think, but in yeah. saying that, we are testing a lot of people, right? They weren't testing a lot of people in, in Italy and they still had a lot of cases, right? Yeah. So we're, we're way ahead of them when it comes to controlling it or certainly trying to slow it down in some sense. We can't control it, but sl- certainly slowing it down. So I think, you know, we, we can only do our best. Yeah, I think the only thing I feel, I feel really strongly in this actually, I think that it broke the week the kids were on holidays. I remember the middle of the midterm, yes. About yeah. Italy. And it seems that everyone in Ireland goes to Italy for midterm that I didn't know about anyway. Well, I think it's a middle class like, thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, when they were coming back, the one thing I think they should have been done is they should have been quarantined. I feel they should have been. That's the one, I think the government are doing a great job now, but I think that's the one mistake they made. They didn't act quick enough and quarantine because all our cases are actually stemming from Italy, not from China. That's so right. Irish yeah. people bringing it back from Italy, even over here in the well, West. Well, they do, they do believe, back. by the way, that, and the theory goes uh, that both in Italy, here in Ireland, the UK, and across Europe, that many people have died since January and have been diagnosed of dying with pneumonia, elderly people of dying with pneumonia. And in many of those cases, they may not have had pneumonia. They may have had coronavirus. We just didn't know at the time or weren't That's testing all, it. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah, right. well, let me go to Dermot as well. Dermot, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dermot? Is it you now? Uh, Dermot, because they did point out in Italy back in January, they had an increase of people who had died of pneumonia. It turns out it probably wasn't pneumonia. It was probably this. Right. You know, so it, it does go to show you there are a lot of people who probably have it and don't even realise they have it. It's, in, it's, it's amazing that I, I told you before that I picked up a virus when I came back from the States last year. I was thinking of telling you that. And I had, I had a lot of the symptoms that this thing is, is showing, uh, short as a breath and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And that was, that was 12 months ago. Yeah. And they did all, they did every test under the sun. In t- I was 10 days in hospital and they, they never found anything. And they basically, the doctor just said, it must be a virus of some sort you have. We can't detect it. And that was that. And it run its course. And it did run its course with me. And thank God I'm still here to tell the tale. But it's a bit ironic because that was 12 months ago I got this. Never had it in my life before. And thank God I've never had it since. So what the hell was it that I got? I do not know. But anyway... See, there are the, know, by the way, there are so many coronaviruses. I mean, because corona yeah. is an umbrella term. And there are many of them. And this COVID-19 is a particular, uh, a particular strain, obviously. So yeah. there probably are viruses that we don't know about. Um, you know, and there are other ones that are out there. Correct. Yep. Correct, absolutely, 100%, 100%. Anyway, the reason I rang in is to defend the publicans. I think you're all jumping the gun here about closing all the pubs in the country on Paddy's Day. Okay, wh- this, why? Well, to start with, maybe I can understand the, the big uh, operators in Temple Bar and the John Gogarty's and the Donahue's and all that are pretty busy all year round. But, but outside of that area, your average, average um, pub owner is struggling most of the year. As you know yourself, the drinking culture has changed dramatically. Pubs are not doing anything like the business they did years and years ago. So you're asking a guy to give up for one day, possibly maybe five, six, seven thousand euros in business. And who's going who's gonna to pay that man that sort of money if, if the government tell him you have to close? Well, 
The government have already said they they have um, a strategy in relation to trying to obviously compensate business. They're putting um, yeah. millions into a, bit, a package together for businesses who are losing money. And I don't know how that's going to work. I'm not in business, so I don't know how it's going to work. But in saying that, it is... See, Dermot, and I understand what you're saying, and my heart goes out to people with businesses, all of which will be effective. Every business in the country is going to be affected by this. But in saying that, if it's for the... But hang on, hang on. If it's for the better good... And yeah. that, that's what we have to keep looking at. I mean, look, for example, cinemas are going to be on the brink of closing down if this continues for a long time. Because cinemas yeah. are badly affected. People don't want to go. They, they feel that there's a lot of people. I understand your so, argument. Your argument is restaurants, uh, cinemas, uh, maybe even my business, taxi driving. At the moment, this week, it is turning into an early quiet time. Uh, normally, there is, uh, you know, at this time of the year, it's um, during the week. We're pretty busy in this business. It has been early quite this week. There is nobody. There's very few people on the move. So it will come to the stage that if this um, escalates out of control in the next month or so, that I may park up and just go home because there will be no work out there for me. But I'm not going to get anything for it because I'm self-employed. So I don't see in, in, in the government are not going to come to me and say, well, how much do you earn? Do you normally earn a week? Maybe 900,000 a, a week. I will give you the 1,000 a week. They'll give me fuck all. No. End of story. Well, the, well, the government have said, uh, and even if you're self-employed, which you are, uh, yeah. they have said that you're entitled to sick pay. You don't have to um, wait the six weeks. You don't have or six days. You don't have to have a certain amount of stamps. Um, they're saying there's an exception made to the rule. Uh, legislation is coming in this week, which will be retrospective since last week. So, if you want to self-isolate, you can go home, self-isolate, and the government will pay you sick pay as a self-employed person. Well, no, I don't know how much that would be. Probably two twenty. I don't know about it. Three, no, three oh five. How much? How much is it? Sorry, it's three oh five. Is the rate they're given, but it has to be for self isolation and coronavirus. If you break a leg, they're still going to give you two hundred. They said, but if uh, exactly, it's corona, exactly. it's that's a very good point. You have to have the coronavirus. I can't. Just so do you? Ha- so to get this? Well, well, hang, no, no, well, hang on. To get this coronavirus, Carol, yeah. I, I, you seem to be a little bit informed on it, right? Yeah, I listened to something out of the night because okay. somebody asked me. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't hear that. Okay. So are you saying that you, do you, you don't have to be diagnosed to get it? No, you have to be. You have to be either diagnosed with coronavirus or have been told to self-isolate because you're in contact with a known contact. Right. So, you, so it has to be. It has to be verified by the HSE. It has to be because it's a different rate now. It's a special rate brought in of three o five instead of the two o three is the normal rate. Right. For sick pay. They actually gave the phrase: if you break a leg, you're still around two o three. But if you the corona or have to self isolate because you've been in contact with the. Can I just clarify? Can I just clarify um, one thing? Um, That lady is wrong in one sense because last year, twelve months ago, when I had this issue in hospital, I was out of work for about. Five weeks in total. I got onto the welfare, and I was told is in. I know, no, I, I, I know, but, but they've changed the legislation be, because of the coronavirus. No, but the point, just, I make, the point I'm making is you got nothing. I got nothing. I know, I, I know, I know, because you were self-employed, and I'm aware of that. But they've changed legislation this week to correct that. Yeah, but the, but the point, the point I'm trying to get to is, I can't just say, ah, look, I'm, I'm tired. I'm after working hard. I go home. I'll just put my feet up. I ring the welfare and say... I no, you know, can't, no. No, no, no you have, can't. You have to have medical proof that you're ill oh, yes. or that yes. you have been in contact. Yes. Well, that would be logical because if, you did, if they didn't do that, everyone would be abusing it for Jay's sake. Absolutely. But yeah. the thing about it is, as I say, the last thing on this before I let you go is, I think it's a bit draconian. I don't think 
legislation will ever be brought in where you can force a business to close. I can understand... Well, you, well you're wrong, because no, you know, there is legislation there to do that, and countries are doing it currently at the moment. So uh, you're wrong, Dermot. There is legislation. Yeah. In for, I mean, we can, as a country, for the better good of the country, force businesses to close that are unnecessary and not needed to open. But in relation to pubs, what we're talking about on... We know, and you know, Dermot, Paddy's Day is a big day for drinking in this country. It's a huge it day. Is, yeah. Uh, a lot of tourists over getting hammered uh, in Temple Bar, for example, with a lot of you know Irish people having good. I'm not saying there's any trouble; they're having a good time. They're all very close contact. I believe that's a breeding ground for a virus when we're trying to take proactive steps to stop spreading it. Possibly, yes. Okay, well, we will see. We will see down the line if the government um, bring this emergency legislation in. If they close the pubs, they've nowhere to go. They'll have to stay at home. Well, what about, you know, the, then the, the public will turn around and say, well, I'm going to be out of pocket. I, well, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but that, we have to do something. So then, so then the off-license then is, is another uh, end of that. The whole, but hang on, with the greatest respect, the whole country is out of pocket. The creches are all terribly out of pocket now. Everybody's going to be out of pocket. I mean, the airlines have lost in the last six weeks $29 billion worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, everybody's going to be out of pocket, If but if it's for the better good... Hold That's on, unfortunately what they have to do. Hold on, what your your analogy is the airlines and it's the crashes and the whole lot. But the, okay, I can know the, the schools and the crashes now could be a problem. I do agree with that. They're being forced to close. They're not forcing the airlines to close. The airlines are going down the pan because people are not booking with them. If, no, if not necessarily. Some them. countries, like for example, America, have just banned all flights from mainland Europe. So, that, so any flights that were going from France or Spain or Poland or anywhere to America are now all cancelled. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the air, all those airlines are all grounded. They, 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 most of them rely on those international flights to America to make money. It's a fair point. I just don't. I'm not sure. I would possibly like to see draconian um, measures taken. Thankfully, by the way, you can still fly from Ireland to America because uh, Trump made exceptions for Ireland and the UK. Yeah, because he thought Ireland was part of the UK. He, he probably did. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it was it's, it, no. It's it's he banned flights. Well, he got it wrong initially when he said it. Uh, the UK. He didn't actually mean that. It was actually banning flights from everywhere within the Schengen region, um, yeah. which, by the way, for some reason, doesn't include Ireland and England, but does include Iceland, which is quite strange. Um, and I don't know why they include Iceland or how. It, I'm, I'm not too up on the whole idea of where the the, the word the Schengen re- region came from, but um, it is basically mainland Europe. Right, okay, okay. I don't know. Look, at it. we'll be talking about this now over the next couple of weeks and everybody has to button down the hatches. I'm included in that because my business... And the gas thing is... By the way, are you spraying your taxi and all that kind of carry on, yeah? That's the question. There's no mention of people that are dealing with the public. And I'm on the front line because I'm dealing with people every day of the week. Strangers get into my car. How do I know Mm -hmm. the person sits beside me has the virus or has not? It passes it on to me. So I don't know, I mean... Some guy I, sneezes in the back of your neck in the back of the taxi, yeah. Well, yeah, and this is it. And all, all the, the hand sanitizers and all the sprays in the car and all the this, that and the other, it's not worth a ball to you if some guy gets in and he sneezes behind, he sneezes into the air in the taxi. And that's the end of that. And it doesn't forget it, forget about the mask because it goes in through the orifice. It can go in through the nose, it goes in through the eyes. So you don't have a hope unless you, unless you, as you said, I think somebody said earlier on, about a clab, and it's put a fucking bottle of clab on. But even at that, your eyes are are, um, are in the open, and it, it goes in the, the 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 whatever the spray can go in through through your eyes, 
and that goes into your system as well. Not just your nose or your mouth. I know, yeah, of course. I, anywhere where there's fluid, it will get it will get into your system. Maybe there's an opening in this fluid. Um, oh, by the way, in relation to the Schengen region, I've just been told that we aren't members of the Schengen. It's a membership only thing. So we did we didn't sign up, obviously, whenever the Schengen region was established. Uh, there are some. I think there's a couple of other countries actually in Europe who are not members. It's actually in Poland, maybe one of them. Actually, uh, I'm not too sure. There are a couple of other countries that are not signed up, so to speak. But strangely enough, Iceland is. Uh, I'm just looking at a map here uh, of the Schengen region, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's mo- look, it's with the exception. Is that what country is that in the middle? I can't really see on the map there. There's one country right in the middle there of this map, but I can't actually see where it is. I think it's Austria, is not a member. Um, and uh, yeah, I see this Ireland and England, uh, Great Britain are clearly not, but Iceland is strangely enough. Badly, they signed up. That was a mistake. Michael, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Michael? How's it going, uh, Michael, um, do you believe that we should close the pubs and the bars and the restaurants just for the one day to avoid when people are on their day off all getting together and spreading this virus? Well, unfortunately, look, I don't think people are going to take this seriously until they start losing people they know and then they'll start taking it serious. Um, like, I've been listening to lots and lots of stuff Um what people are saying about it, you know, and the best course of action seems to be that everyone agrees with is we can only slow it down or minimise the risk, and that's basically, you know, and, and the only tools that are available to us for that is hand sanitizer, gloves, and you know, people are debating... And common sense. And common sense, yeah. and, and people are debating whether masks work or not. I think masks would work if someone's so, you know, someone might have the virus, okay, but they might not be showing symptoms, like, and if they were showing symptoms, they would be isolating, but they might, you know, sniff a bit of a car fume and they might sneeze or something. And if they had a mask on, you know, it could reduce. Well, I think, um, I, think, I think that's what they've said. In relation to the spread, people who have it are better wearing the mask than the people who don't have it. And they said, they've, the scientists and doctors have said a mask offers no protection, but I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but surely... Um, if it's stopping people from spreading it when they sneeze, these little droplets. Surely, yeah. if, I'm not saying it's going to protect you because you can get it through your eyes or you can get it through, on your hands or whatever and, and yeah. spread it into your own mouth. So, But surely it offers some little form of protection. It, it could stop it, a bit of snuck or spit going onto a yes. shelf or a handle or something like that. Of course, yeah. I mean, but I would, my kind of thing is, like Ireland, I don't know, I think a lot of different countries... Um, inadequacies are showing up at the moment and they're kind of I don't want to be taking inventories but like just I'll take Ireland's inventory because I mean if if we have proper leadership right now what we would have we, we, we basically the government would be setting up manufacturing and they would be making gloves they would be making forms of sanitizers um, air public transport like Dublin bus and all these companies would be sanitizing every inch of their buses every evening and we would find a way to do it. We would find the cost of doing it. These are these are manageable things. This is the only way to reduce it. Um, we are going like people are in a kind of a, a weird limbo phase at the moment. They think this isn't real. There's a lot of people that think this isn't real. It's but, real. But, but somebody said that to me today, Michael. Actually, when the staff here said to me, it feels like a movie. It exactly yeah. It's it's weird. It's, like a bad we all one, watched, really. We all watched Game of Thrones there recently, and we all watched the. The, the city getting burned up and smashed up at the end and, and we're kind of, people are thinking some people are thinking 
are in that kind of mode and then some other people are kind of like they they just won't accept it's real. They think it's a conspiracy. It's a it's a, it's a frame up and and this it's just made up. And then there's people in the middle who are kind of buying up all the food in Tesco. You know what I mean? So, I've heard some ridiculous conspiracy theories, Michael, and I'm delighted to hear because I know you've come out with some yourself, uh, but, <laughs> Michael. I'm delighted to see that you're not coming out with them because I've heard some ridiculous conspiracy theories in relation to this particular virus, and I think we all have to accept it's real. I think we all have to accept it's dangerous, and I think we all have to accept that we have a duty to protect ourselves and each other. Well, there's, well, this is the thing, the steps here. There is conspiracies, and I actually would, I could go into conspiracies about it. However, I don't see that as beneficial. My, the way I am at the moment, my mindset is, it's here. It's, yeah, it's, the, yeah, the origins and what your beliefs on and the origins of it are kind of irrelevant. They're not important at the moment. Yes. yes they're just not relevant. Like, but it's here, and we all have family members that we love, and age is not important. Like, uh, this, we are just, it's like, People just dismissing elderly people and older people like they don't mean anything. That, well, that's, like. why, that's why I said to you, I was shocked when I saw the story in the Daily Mail last night. I don't believe everything I read in the Daily Mail, by the way. But there was a story in the Daily Mail last night about how bad it has got in Italy because the health service is on its knees. Because so many people are dying and so many people are sick. They've really got it bad over there, in fairness, right? They dropped the ball at the very start. And doctors have been told, kind of off the record that they're to deal with younger people first and they're to be given priority. And that if somebody, that basically they've a limited amount of beds, a limited amount of staff, a limited amount of doctors and being told that basically it's a triage system. So in other words, whoever has the best chance of living is the one that will get the treatment. Yeah. And that's, that's really, sad. that's sad. That we've come well, to that. This is, this is, see, I will argue on this and that is, I st- I've, I've, I'm a mad history buff and I watch and I know what countries are capable of in extreme times like war times and stuff like this we could literally take up the sports complexes and all sorts of buildings and we could set up makeshift ICU and we have the ability to create oxygen machines we, we can do we can do a lot for elderly people we could do quite a lot but we're not we have it's bizarre government, like, you go on and with these robotic, the three of them standing there tonight, Coveney, Harrison, and your man, like three robots, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. People are accepting that now, but when, when the bodies start dropping, it'll be a different case. When people start losing their grannies and their granddads and their uncles and their, you know, then you're going to, then, then if, if that won't be acceptable. And I, we have an ability right now where we could do a hell of a lot. We're doing okay. Well, okay. So, so we are doing a lot. But what, what more do you think we could do right now? And I know Simon Harris has used the line, you know, there's a right time to do the right thing. And I, I do understand what he's saying by that because if you do something for too long, if say if we had to put schools on lockdown from the day the first person got coronavirus, and we want to do it till the last day the last person gets it, people would start disrespecting that regulation because it's too long. So, in other words, you have to gain people's trust and to say, we'll only do it for as much time as we actually need to do it. So, what, what do you think, Michael, needs to be done that hasn't been done already? Well, as I said already, we need to, we need to start manufacturing sanitizers. We need to start, um, you know, every house in the country should have gloves delivered to them, boxes of gloves. It's, I know it doesn't sound like much, but, but it can. And then we should be taking up old hotels instead of... Okay. Direct provision instead yeah. of direct provision centres, we should be commandeering the hotels, setting them up as ICU units, and we should like we should be getting the sport any kind well, of. We I, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but who's going to staff them? You have to have qualified we'll staff find, to run ICU we'll, units. 
we'll find a way. We'll find, if we set up, we'll find a way. We, we can, we yeah, can do actually, it. You're right, can. because in relation to when there was a fear over Sellafield, um, going back many, many years ago, um, when Chernobyl uh, exploded that time, there was a fear, of course, that Sellafield was going to go next. Everybody had this fear. Within days, an iodine tablet was sent to every household. So exactly. we, so we yeah. can do those kind of things if we want yeah. to. But we're not, we're just, we're, we're, it's like we're going to just, it's like we're feeding our people to this. We're feeding the elderly. It's like they're a commodity. Oh, we'll just, they're not, who's going to really complain, blah, blah, blah. We'll just get rid of them. But people are going to hurt. Because this isn't just, these aren't, for, these are your family. These are your people. These are your elders. These are your, these are your, you know, these are your, the people who give you wisdom to your families. Like, and, and we're just, we're just throwing them away like they're nothing. But I tell you. I don't see this, this this virus going away. I can see this virus sticking around for quite a while and it's going to be hungry and it's going to come back. These things, if you study the Spanish flu and all these other viruses, the Black Plague and we, all... Yeah, but when we had the Spanish flu, and, and yes, people are comparing it to the Spanish flu, but when the Spanish flu was around, we didn't have the sanitary, I suppose, equipment that we have nowadays. We didn't have the hospitals. We didn't have the qualified people. We didn't have the potential to create a cure or a vir- or an antivirus or uh, a, a vaccine eventually that we have nowadays. We didn't have those potentials then. I know, but look, if you, we had the, in the Black Plague in London, right, they had um, the virus, the, the, the plague was on the rats and they decided to kill all the dogs and cats and it made the virus worse. It did. You know, because, yeah, you know because I mean? the cats control the rats. Yeah. If, you, if you study the history of any of these viruses, any of them, and there's, there's, there's plenty of um, literature there for people to read. These things, they don't just, they come in waves. When, it, when these things do appear, and this is the, has the same kind of character as all the other, regardless of what people, people can get real technical about it, well, we live in this time, we have this technology, none of that matters. This stuff comes and then it comes in waves. And this could be with us for three or four or five or six years. Mm-hmm. And it could keep coming back and back and back. And, yeah, and, and it could, and it could, it could evolve time. into different strains and all those kind of things. Exactly. And, and yeah. it won't be the elderly next time. It'll be us. It'll be the, the young. It, the people. Well, I, well, the only thing we can do, and I don't know, I know, Michael, you don't have a huge amount of faith in the pharmaceutical industry, but the only thing we can do is depend on people who are more educated than we are to develop antivirus tablets, to develop, develop um, you know, medication that will uh, help us through the symptoms of this virus, and to develop eventually, which they believe they will have in nine months' time, a vaccine. Uh, look, the, the, I've watched TED Talks on this, uh, and, and one, there's a woman, she does a wonderful TED Talk, and she, she goes through all, the, all, the, all these things, Tamiflu and the SARS vaccine, and none of it worked. Tamiflu made people sick, and the SARS vaccine was killing people, so they had to, they had to end it. Okay, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to get into a whole vaccine conversation tonight, but I think, I think everybody, and I think maybe including yourself, Michael, will hope that they have a successful vaccine for this eventually. But look, Michael, I've run out of time. I'm talking about thank you very much Michael by the way I'm not dissing everything you said a lot of what you said made perfect sense and I think the government it, they couldn't do any wrong by sending out gloves sending out sanitizers, just like they did with the iodine tablets and yes maybe not a bad idea to set up hotels where you have hotel rooms that can be used in the event of an emergency as ICU units because of course we have to value everybody in society Real people Real opinions Real talk radio The multi award winning Niall Boylan show Classic hit. 